Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of We Don't Know Them, a podcast where you send us questions and we do our best to give you advice without making fun of you too much. So, (laughs) welcome, I'm Tia. And I'm Maddie. And, um, thank you guys so much for all the support that we've received and all the questions you guys keep sending in. Um, we're just really thankful for, for everyone who's been so supportive so far. Yeah, episode five, I mean... To be honest, I can't believe that this kept my attention for as long as it did. <laughs> yeah. I thought that we'd do one episode, and I'd be like, eh, yeah, I'm done. I'm honestly surprised that we got more views than just, like, my mom and boyfriend. I so, I mean, like... I know. Hi, mom, if you're listening. Uh, but We still appreciate the listen. <laughs> yeah. Don't get us wrong. We just didn't think anyone else would care about us. Yeah. I thought so. people would be, like, five seconds in and hear my voice and be like, oof. I'm out. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> No, honestly, like, I do want to give an extra special shout out to my friend Kaylin. Kaylin, you have been so supportive. You have been so fantastic sharing, commenting, liking, listening to every episode and live texting me the entire time. (laughs) We appreciate you so much. And we also, we do also appreciate everyone else. So, yeah, we just wanted to say thank you. Uh, We would not have made it to episode five without you. We, our self-esteem is way too fragile. (laughs) Um, Honestly. I think one negative comment would have done us in for good, so. Yeah, uh, still holding my breath because I'm sure that'll come at some point and hopefully we'll be better at that point. But keep the positivity coming. Keep the good vibes rolling. And if you have bad things to say, be courageous and say it behind our backs, okay? <laughs> That's all we ask. Write an email and delete it. Yes. Um, and also, thank you guys for bearing with us as we're trying to figure out our sound problems. Um, I know it sometimes can be a little echoey, but we're just trying to work through, I guess, what works best. Um, we don't have a large budget. <laughs> and by that, we mean we have zero dollars to spend. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a bit echoey, and if you don't like it, then... Pay for better mics, okay? Yeah, send us um, something. <laughs> if not, this is what you got until we figure this out and get to be a little bit better, which hopefully is soon. Um, like I said, we really didn't expect to get past episode one, so... Honestly. And, yeah. I mean, like, even after just recording episode one with how long it took us <laughs> to make oh, it through it. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, in five episodes, we've had some um, some problems, but... We've pushed through. We've pushed through. Um, your support is entirely the reason why we haven't scrapped this idea entirely yet. So <laughs> I know we've said it a million times, and I'm going to keep saying it. We appreciate and love all of you. So uh, now that we've kissed your ass, <laughs> let's start uh, making fun of you for the questions that you wrote in. <laughs> Question number one. Okay, so every time I have an argument with my boyfriend, I start crying, whether I'm happy or mad or sad. Sometimes I feel like I'm overly emotional. I try practicing what I want to say in my head so that I don't cry, but I still get choked up. This isn't something that just happens with my boyfriend either. It'll happen with my mom, sisters, and friends. I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, this happens to me, but not like in arguments with people that I care about, but like in really random situations, like... If I'm at the doctor's office and I have to, like, talk about why I'm there, like, for some reason, I cry. I don't know why. Like, the whole time is me, like, fighting to hold back tears. And I'm, like, I'm just there for, like, an ear infection. (laughs) But for some reason, like, I just cry. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, I don't know what's helpful because I'm almost 25 years old and that still happens to me, so. Yeah, I honestly can't think of a situation that I don't cry. Yeah. Like, 
I can be bringing something up to my boyfriend, I cry. I can be thinking about talking to someone and I cry. And I can be like, I am the same, like an argument with my boyfriend. I can be like so sure at the beginning that I am right, this is what I need. And I start arguing it and then like mid argument, I'll just start sobbing. Bless my boyfriend's heart because he can just deal with me. Um, but this is what I don't understand. Like, I can talk to my bosses. I can have, like, hard conversations with clients. I can talk to my coworkers. I can talk to my boyfriend. I can talk to family members and friends. And, like, make my points and, like, argue and not cry. So why is it that I can't see a doctor or a dentist <laughs> or a physiotherapist without crying? Um, I want to say that's probably because you're uh, in pain all the time. Yeah. Um, so those are, that's you know, true. rough times. <laughs> Every doctor's experience I have is we don't know how to help you. So I just go in hopeless from the beginning. Honestly. <laughs> so I guess I can talk about how I, like, don't cry in other situations. Like, I mean, for me, I feel like this is so hard because, like, it doesn't really seem like it's something in your control. So I don't want to say, just don't cry. Because that's, like, <laughs> so condescending and not helpful. So um, I will say what works for me is staring at the light, breathing really deeply and slowly, and, like, trying to compose myself before I answer. Because I find, for me, like, my voice gets shaky. So even if I'm not, like, physically crying yet, like, people know that it's coming. Yeah. So I just try and take, like, really deep breaths so that, like, my voice is a bit more controlled. And I find that normally helps keep the tears at bay for at least a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I have any, like, good advice from, like, what I've done. Because I, I always cry and there's nothing I can do about it. But... I have been working with my therapist on it, and she says the same things about, like, practicing deep breathing, and then she also tells me to ground myself, which is, like, a practice that we do, um, where we go five, four, three, two, one, so I have to point out five things I see, four things I hear, three things I can touch, two things that I can smell, and one thing I can taste, and in the time you're, like, putting yourself in the present situation, kind of, and noticing other things, so it kind of helps you, like, get out of your head a little. My favorite grounding uh, technique that I use with my clients is just like list every dog breed that you can think of. <laughs> Me sitting there listing a hundred dog breeds and people are like, are you okay? Well, wouldn't that calm you down? Like, especially if you're a dog person and it's something yeah. that you enjoy, like it's taking your mind off it entirely. And it's just like a fun way to kind of just like Stop thinking about what's making you anxious. But at the same time, like, I don't want to say stop arguing with your boyfriend and just <laughs> start saying, wiener dog, Dalmatian. Or he'd be like, um... Are you okay? <laughs> okay. But, like, you can do it internally. Like, just, like, compose yourself. Like, take a deep breath and while you're doing your deep breathing, like, run through those in your head. Yeah, we're not saying, like, sit there for ten minutes and... Uh... <laughs> your boyfriend's like, okay, but, like, you did this the other day and you're just, like... <laughs> Rottweiler, <laughs> Black Lamb, Mid Sobs, Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you just have to try different things. Look up like grounding techniques and figure out where, what works best for you. And um... and like grounding techniques are so helpful, like in other situations as well, like things that provoke your anxiety. Um, if you're feeling escalated or really upset, I do it when I'm on the bus because it makes me anxious. I I just don't think that 
like, there's any one specific way to, like, get yourself to not cry. Yeah. Because, like, you've tried practicing in your head what you want to say. Like, you've tried doing all of these things. And I think, like, to some degree, you just need to accept that, like, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. And if it's someone like your boyfriend, especially, like, he probably already knows this. (laughs) So it's something that he's, like, accustomed to. And I also just want to stress that, like, it's not something that you need to be, like, ashamed or embarrassed about. No, it's not anything anything bad. Like, crying is natural. And sometimes getting a good cry out feels amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely don't think it's anything you need to be ashamed of. And I find sometimes, like, I have gotten more used to just the fact that I cry over everything. But I find the few things, I guess, that make me stop crying is if I get, like, I don't want to say get angry, but if I get a bit more confident in what I'm saying and put a little bit of, like, yeah, I guess anger kind of behind it, then it, it gets me out of the crying phase <laughs> I get into, like, not yelling, but... So just think of that one thing your boyfriend does that pisses you off all the time <laughs> and just really hone in on that. Because that's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm not crying, right? <laughs> but for real, I would just say, like, Try what we've told you. Try the breathing. Try the grounding. But at the end of the day, like, if it's something that is just going to happen no matter what you do, I would just not worry about it. I wouldn't stress. I mean, your boyfriend's probably used to it by now. Oh, he sure is. (laughs) I just, you know, at this point, I just bring Kleenexes close by. And he just is very good. He just sit quietly while I cry. um, Yeah. And will let me kind of sob through what I'm trying to say (laughs) but I guess uh you know let your boyfriend know or let whoever know that it is something you're trying to work on maybe and then help him understand that you don't know how you can stop yourself from doing it but maybe he'll understand that it does happen and it he just has to be patient through it and it's okay to cry just know that it's okay to cry yeah I make it through life and I literally cry um every day (laughs) (laughs) And that's on mental health. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, I hope that was helpful. I guess like we'll move on to question two, which is... I became close with a friend when she moved back home from college. We have been hanging out a lot during COVID, but she is starting to annoy me. Every time I say I'm going to do something, she says she's been wanting to as well. She started going to my doctor, tried to start seeing my therapist... Use a picture of me to get the exact same hairstyle. And is getting a tattoo that is the same as mine. I feel like when she asks me for recommendations now, I almost don't want to help. So she doesn't have another thing just like me. How do I get her to realize it bothers me when she copies everything that I do? I don't know if there's an outright way to say, like, like, stop copying me. I'm like, red flags are coming, like, single right. white female red flags are coming up. She, she's getting the same tattoo as, started seeing you there. Yeah, I feel like there's certain things, like, if someone's like, they like your hair, so they maybe try and do a similar thing with their hair. But it's like, to do one thing, like, oh, yeah. I like that hairstyle, it's low maintenance, whatever, it looks good. But it's another thing to be like, who's your doctor? Who's your therapist? Yeah. What about the, like, what next? She's gonna start seeing your gynecologist? Like... <laughs> Some things, like, you don't need to be twinning in life every single day. No. I can never copy someone's tattoo. Like, isn't the whole point of tattoo? Like, you want it to be meaningful to you and, like, be special for you. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to get someone else's tattoo. Like, I would go, Tia, that looks really nice. I'm going to get that exact <laughs> same one in the exact same spot. Like, that's just weird. And, like, I'll see, like, things online when I'm thinking about tattoos. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. But I never bring it and say, do this exact thing. Right. I say, oh, I kind of like this, but let's do more like this, and let's put it here, like, and change the size, like, Mm -hmm. 
And especially if it's someone you know. Right? That's gonna, like, see it. Like, whatever, if someone in, like, Switzerland has the same tattoo as me, but, like... And I also love how it's, like, they just started being friends again. (laughs) And now she's, like, I have to be like you. (laughs) She's trying to get as much in so that she's just like you and you can't. That is so creepy. That's really creepy. I think my advice is to start, like, slowly not being her friend anymore. Yeah, honestly. My initial advice was to be like, tell her you're going to dye your hair brown, and then, like... Tell her you're going to dye your hair, like, bright purple, and, like, then just see her the next day and be like, it was a joke. (laughs) I was kidding. It was a joke. I didn't think you'd actually do it. Like, just start fucking up, fucking with her life a little bit. Like, yeah. Probably not the best advice. (laughs) Just start fucking with her. really not. But I think it would be so funny. Like, imagine I was like, I really want to get this tattoo of, like, this ginormous giraffe, and I want it to go all the way up my leg. And she goes, oh, my God, me too. And then I say, okay, let's do it. And we both go to the tattoo shop and go in different rooms, and she fucking comes out with this tattoo, and I have, like, a little small, like, fucking thing. That would be so funny. Yeah. But no, for real, like, I'm getting stalkerish vibes from this, like. Yeah, I think it is a little a little too much but I don't know how you would approach that without you don't if she says anything directly she will be murdered it might be yeah I feel like it's giving off the red flags like you said that means if you bring anything up that she will like what's that show you yeah they're gonna and I've had two stalkers in my life so I know what I'm talking about okay (laughs) I know what I'm talking about this shit red flag Big, big, big red flag. I honestly can't relate. I don't think anyone's ever wanted to be me. or. I literally had a girl that I went to school with, (laughs) and she was so creepy. Like, she would stare at me all the time. Like, I would be mid-lecture, and she would be sitting, like, in front of me, and she would literally turn her chair around in the middle of the lecture, her back to the professor, and stare at me. (laughs) And at first, I was like, okay, like, this is a little weird. Maybe I'm just, like, imagining it, because this is, like, really weird. And then I found out that... These other girls that I had never spoken to in my life that were also in my program had, like, a pool going where they, like, kept count of every time they found her staring at me. And then they, like, were talking to her one day. She's like, oh, my God, I love Tia so much. Like, she's so pretty. I just want to be your friend. And I'm like, um... Did she ever talk to you? She fucking one time followed me to the bathroom. Like, I went to a bathroom, like, really, really... Because there was a water fountain by the one upstairs. Like, there was one right beside the classroom. But I wanted to fill up my water bottle. So I am the only person on break that goes up to this bathroom. And I come out of my stall, and she's standing in front of my stall staring at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, like, ran away before she could talk to me. The only time... No, we talked, like, a couple of times. But the one time, like, the first time we ever spoke, like, in the in the middle of lecture, she turns around, and she goes oh my god, you look like Megan Fox. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're a fucking liar. Second of all, <laughs> um, I'm creeped out. Because this was after she had been, like, staring at me a lot. Oh god. And, like, it, and it just was so weird, like, throughout the whole thing. And then, like, she would try and get my phone number. She showed up, this is the creepiest part, showed up at my work alone oh on a Saturday night. And, like, I had never told anyone, like, in school, like, where I had worked. Like, I don't know how she found out. I didn't have her on social media. I never accepted her Facebook request. Like, she showed up, and I was managing, and I'm running around. And she, like, I feel someone grab my arm and go, oh, I think I know you. And I realized it was her, which was, like, such bullshit that she's like, I think I know you. Like, yeah, no shit. You tracked me here. And then I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm really busy. And I ran away. 
And then I, like, was watching her, and she had come by herself, was, like, the whole night looking around for me, not talking to anyone, not doing anything, like, not drinking anything, like, just looking for me. And I said to my boss, I'm like, oh my god, like, I think my stalker is here. And do you know what he fucking said to me? What? This is what he fucking did. I swear to god. He says, oh my god, Tia, we really just can't keep the girls away, can we? <laughs> I'm like... I okay, feel like, like now is not the time. Yeah, like she is trying to wear my face as her. She face. wants to like, wear my skin for Halloween. Like maybe we can like think back on this after she <laughs> came out. Like can we just maybe we can joke later. Right now, I'm afraid for my life. Honestly, um, so our advice is run, run as fast as you can, change your phone number. Um, but yeah, yeah. I honestly, I don't know if there's like a nice way you can say to someone that like they're copying you because it's just gonna they're gonna get defensive and it's just gonna become something else even if they're not like a stalker killer they're still gonna get defensive and I feel like maybe if it's like this it might just be time to start like distancing yourself from them and like move on to a new friend I just don't see any way which this ends well to be honest if it's like really bothering you like if you were like fine with it and were like whatever like big fan (laughs) like (laughs) and there's a difference between saying like oh my god I love your shirt where is it from then being like I'm gonna cut my hair like you and see your therapist and see your doctor and oh my god that tattoo I love it I'm gonna have it like that no that that no one or two of those things is like absolutely not yeah run yeah that's my you don't advice. you don't need her as a friend. Just move on to to yep. better people. Trust stalkers, me. people. I have lived experience. Trust what I say. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I've had such an interesting life. Yeah. That's only one of my stalkers. Honestly, I can't relate. Like I said, no one wants to. I can, I have a hard time getting <laughs> friends. Never mind getting someone to stalk me. Oh my god. Oh. Well, yeah. Our um, advice is uh, don't be friends with them. Moving along. Um, Writing work emails makes me very anxious. Same. (laughs) I want to sound professional, but I always overthink everything that I say. Same. However, just asking questions without saying anything else, like greetings, thanks, introducing the subject, etc., would in most cases be too direct and rude. So I stress myself out over what else to put into the email, what the people reading it will think, then generally end up putting it off for later, and when I finally get around to writing it, it's way too late. So my question is, how can I make it as easy as possible for me to write emails and find what else to say in them? Um, you know, I have the same issue, and what I found is I find, like, one general, like, statement or one thing that you can put in that makes it sound a bit friendlier. Like, I sometimes lately have been adding in, like, have a great day at the end. But, like, I still am very direct. I say exactly what I need to. And then I just end the email with, like, have a great day. With, like, an exclamation card. I think that I've just, like, <laughs> given up. Yeah. Like, I've given up on trying to make my emails sound nice and friendly, whatever. Like, I, I find that majority of the time, as long as I'm, like, giving the information, people don't really give a shit. Yeah. Like, and I used to really overuse exclamation marks. <laughs> and I'm, like, I feel like that's such a millennial thing to do. Yeah. Like, my boss would never be, like... Hey, Tia, exclamation mark. We need you to do this. Do this, please. Smiley face, exclamation mark. But, like, that's what I was doing. So now I'm just like, hi. Like, answer the question. Take care. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Honestly, I I think I only add in, like, the nice thing at the end, if the person, like, has sent me an email that has a bunch of stuff, or if I really like them, because I do have some um, employees, like, people that I work with that, um, I really love, so I always want to say something a bit nicer, I guess, with it, but I do overuse the exclamation mark as well, but you have some people that email you with, like, smiley faces, 
which I find a little much sometimes. I just, I feel like it's one of those things that we all think so much about, but the other person reading it is just like, okay, thanks. Right. Like, if you give them the answer, they're like, okay, cool. They're not going to be like, oh my god, they didn't add a smiley face. Right. What a bitch. <laughs> like, no one is going to say that. I promise you. Yeah, honestly. I, I, yeah, I think I'm the same. I don't think I've ever read, like, a direct email and been like, wow, this person is so rude. Right? Like, I'm just like, cool, yeah, they give me the answer. Like, Come that's on. what I realized. And, like, I'm like, okay, like, I never take offense to email, so why do I feel like everyone that I write to is going to take what I say personally? <laughs> so I just gave up trying. Honestly. I just don't think, like, I understand the anxiety because, like, that, I think that is something that, especially when I first started, like, my professional career, mm-hmm. like, before it didn't matter because I didn't work somewhere where I was, like, constantly sending emails. But now that I do work in a setting that I have to do that with, like, multiple, like, organizations and my boss and, like, other, like, partners and stuff, like, I, like, was kind of overthinking it in the beginning, but I feel like the longer that you're in a setting and the longer that you kind of get to know the people that you're collaborating with, I feel like the easier it does get. Yeah. And I definitely do agree that it's like, a you know, our age group because I think before I got my job was just sending text messages. Like I wasn't sending personal emails or professional emails. So I was just like, I literally say LOL in like every text. Exactly. Like I would get texts from my boss at two 30 in the morning. Dishwasher has no hot water. LOL. What do I do? Yeah, and so then when you have to go write a professional email, I'm like, nope, can't put LOL in this. That might be a little weird. Honestly, to be honest, like, sometimes I do put LOL in my emails to my boss. I do to my boss, too, all the time. I said, LOL, this probably face. But that's but. what I mean. Like, I, I just feel like you overthink it in the beginning, and then you get more comfortable, and then it just becomes easier. So, like, in terms of not putting it off, I think I would just, like, find a standard template. Like, take the time when you're not at work, Find a standard outline template that you feel is comfortable, whether it's like greeting, question, sign off, Mm -hmm. and then just use that. Like just use the template that you made and just alter it for each situation until you kind of get over that and you get more comfortable. And I feel like that takes away the anxiety too, because you're like, oh, I already know how I'm going to word this because I've already like kind of thought about this. Yeah. Because I feel like one standard template, like for pretty much any email like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also, like, if you're going to make a template, too, and maybe make, like, your signature have a bit. Like, my signature is, like, automatically goes into my work emails, right? Yeah, And it just too. says, like, thanks, Maddie. And so maybe if you want it to look a bit friendlier, then you just change the thanks to be, like, take care or yeah. have a great day or something like that that makes the whole email look a bit friendlier. Yeah. And I will say, like, there's this one um, placement student at my work, and she signs off her emails uh, with with kindness and I'm like Aww. that's really sweet right like that's so nice like for me it's a little mushy yeah I don't I think I feel like, like what's wrong with her <laughs> they'd be like that. um we fucking know Tia didn't write that like, <laughs> so it is not with kindness they would like be blocking my account thinking I got hacked <laughs> they're like oh no this bitch would never fucking say that um but yeah so I would suggest that like my state like I also have the automatic sign off but mine has like my name, my position, my mm-hmm. extension, like, all of that stuff in it. So if anyone, like, wants to call me, they can. Um, but I would just try the template. Like, see if that helps to relieve your anxiety at all. And then that's something that you can, like, focus on on your own time. So when you go into work, you're not putting off answering emails. Yeah. 
I guess it also depends on the email too because like if I'm applying to a job or something I make my email sound extra friendly because I want it to seem like I'm a super friendly open person but like when I'm just at work and responding to like people I I just kind of answer the question like I don't feel like I have to oversell myself you already have the job okay exactly <laughs> you're, you're good they all all people want is for you to answer their question or you know yeah like, for me, personally, like, I get a little annoyed if I ask someone a question and I get all of this irrelevant information. Right. I'm like, I don't have the time to read a three-paragraph email. Just tell me yes or no. <laughs> yeah. If someone's like, how are you? Like, we're just wasting time for me to be like, good. Like, I'm lying. I'm not good. Yeah. It's like, why we waste the time? So, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, I'm Hello, terrible. how are you? Actually, glad that you asked. Um, I'm doing horrible. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I just think you need to, like, just send out, like, just, you know, be confident. Send out a couple emails where you're just sending out, like, the more bare minimum of the email. And then once you send out a couple, you, like, you get used to it. And then and it's just more natural. to be fair, like, if you do want to, like, add something in to make it sound a bit more friendly, it's so easy. Like, all you have to do is say, hey, this person, hope you're well. Yeah. And then ask your question and then say, take care, this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just one sentence. Like, one short, hope you're well. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't phrase it as, like, a question being, like, how are you doing? Just be, like, hope you're doing good or something like that. And... Exactly. Because, like, when someone sends that to me in my head, I'm, like, I'm actually not. But I would never have to, like, type out a response. Honestly. I've realized that a lot of the emails people will send me being, like, hi, Maggie. Like, how are you doing? Like, hope you've had a great weekend. And I just respond with the answer. And I'm, like, I didn't answer any of the questions. I wonder if they're, like, insulted by this <laughs> or ask them how they're doing. But, like, I'm just there to answer the question. I, yeah, like I said, I just, I appreciate an, an email that's shortened to the point, so that's kind of what I've adopted when I'm emailing people. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, whatever feels best for you, if you want to add in something nicer, or if you want to be direct. I Practice don't think anyone's gonna... makes perfect. Exactly. And no one's gonna read it and be like, this bitch. And if they do, then I guess I'll walk. <laughs> I'm saying this, like, I don't judge every single email that comes in. But the only emails that I judge are the ones that are like, Long. hey, hope you're having a good day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I judge the long ones. So yeah. I say keep it to the point. Yeah. yeah. I think I have gotten a couple short, though, where I'm like, wow, they're being so short with me. And then I'll respond with, like, one word. Really? For, yeah. I guess for me, like, I just automatically assume that everyone is, like, super busy because my job is so, like, go, 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 mm. that I don't have the time to fucking sit here and ask about your life. No. Like, I don't. So I just assume, like, especially with my boss, I know how busy he is. So if he sends me a one-sentence email, I just know that's why. Yeah. I'm not like, oh my god, he hates me. I know that's not true. <laughs> it's only on my overly sensitive days that I'm like, wow, everyone here <laughs> hates me. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my advice. Try the template thing, and then, yeah, like, the more comfortable that you get, you can try, like, shortening it, changing things out. But I think at least for the beginning while you're getting comfortable, like, just having an outline might be less anxiety-provoking for you. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Good advice. In my opinion. (laughs) Great advice. (laughs) Are you going to take my advice? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to make a template when I'm done. (laughs) All right, so let's do one final question. Uh, we're, we started off with about 20 minute episodes. I think now that we're leaning closer to the 30 minute mark. Um, but that's the price that you have to pay for making us feel good about our podcast. Now we feel like we want to talk more. So honestly, yeah, I feel like you're welcome. They may vary by a couple minutes every time, but we'll be generally around 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so 
I've started to develop feelings for a coworker, but she just got out of a toxic relationship of which she admitted to me she was cheating on her boyfriend. They've since broken up and she has ended it with the other guy she was seeing. She's been talking to me about it recently via text and I've enjoyed talking to her most days. After the breakup, I did try to spend time with her alone, but she's always been busy. I know that she isn't right for me, but it's hard to get her out of my head. Should I go for her or should I just try and get over it? Get over it. Yeah, 100%. Get over it. There is never a time that you should be in your head being like, this girl cheated on someone. Should I date her? Absolutely not. No. Once a cheater. Can Always you really a cheater. Tra- yeah. Can you really trust them? I mean, I just think that, uh, like, this happens to a lot of people, right? Like, they get caught up in, like, affairs. Like, maybe, like, they're cheating with someone that has, like, a boyfriend or girlfriend. And then it's like, what in your mind says... I want to date the person that's actively cheating on their girlfriend. Right. I would be like, I would never trust you. No. If you, especially, like, if you're the person that that person cheated on their significant other with, then, like, who says that they can't do the exact same thing to you that they did with you? They're going to. It's a pattern. Yeah. Obviously, they don't know how to break something up when they're done with it, and they just want to move on while that thing's still going on. So, like, that's their behavior. It's just so much unnecessary damage to the person that you're cheating on. Yeah. I feel like usually if you're dating someone, you're friends with them, and I feel like that all comes with, like, respect. I just feel like even, and on the aspect of, like, them having respect, you should have respect for yourself and just not date someone that would do that to another person, you know? Like, you should be setting yourself up for more success than than dating a cheater. Mm -hmm. And, like, I understand, like, having a crush like crushes don't always make sense but I would just like logically think about what you would want to come out of that like is it a okay like I feel like if we hung out a couple times then I would get over it or is it I want to date her long term because I'm telling you that's not gonna happen yeah this girl clearly has poor impulse control so I would say try your best to get over it if you can't Hang out with her as a friend. Yeah. See what happens, but don't, like, actively try to start a relationship with her. Yeah. And I'm, this might sound harsh, but you can definitely get over the crush. I had a crush on Brad Pitt when I was, like, 10, okay? But that didn't mean reality. Like, in reality, I was You also didn't gonna... have to see Brad Pitt every day. I did when I watched the movies. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> but in reality, I knew he's 60 years old and it's not gonna happen. Oh, my God. I also, I think he's a cheater, so... Oh, yeah. So, I've been in the same situation, pretty much, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had a chance with Brad Pitt when you Wait, were 10 not, years old. I don't think he has a chance with her. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, you know, and you know what? Like, I kind of feel bad saying that, because at the end of the day, like, people do make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not every person that cheats is a horrible human being. Like, you know what? There are a lot of circumstances. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, like, as someone that... Would never, ever, ever dream of doing that. I'm maybe not the best person to speak on this topic. Yeah. I would say maybe if, like you said, if, you know, people make mistakes, people do things, but you need time to grow up from that. And if she just got out of this relationship where she was cheating on someone, like, don't date her right away. She needs time to grow up and learn from her mistakes and and grow from that. And you just getting into a relationship after she's just cheated on someone sets neither of you up for success, you know? I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, maybe a year or two down the line, maybe a bit longer, she'll be, like, she'll have learned and she'll be better, and then maybe you guys can date then. But right Mm -hmm. now, she's just got out of a cheating relationship. And like you said, it was toxic. Was it toxic before she cheated on her boyfriend, or was it toxic because she was cheating (laughs) on her boyfriend? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an important question. Yeah. Either so. way, my advice is try to just give it some time. Yeah. Don't jump into anything. It's also just in general not a good idea to start dating someone immediately after they've broken up with someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. So that's our advice. Give it some time. See how things go. I think that's all of the questions that we have time for today. Um, Like we said in the beginning, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, If you guys have any questions or want advice, you can send your emails to we don't know them podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at we don't know them podcast. We do also have Twitter. The handle's too fucking confusing for me to say. What is it? WDKT podcast. Yeah, what she said. So yeah, if you're a Twitter person, follow us on there. Um, Follow us on Instagram. DM us. Email us. uh, Send us your questions. We want to help. Yeah, we're we're happy to help. We may laugh at you a little bit, but it's all with love. And honestly, we're laughing at our own personal experiences from our situations are similar. Just know anything that I make fun of you for, I've 100% done stupider things. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No judgment here. But thank you guys. All right. See you next week. See you next week.